Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college shooters do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098, and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up on this Monday in December to talk some sports with you. So give us a call, 718-664-9098. Like always, shoot us your emails to Today at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and iTunes, Ray and Tay Today, and also RayandTayToday.com. Ray, we're going to give them some college hoops, talk about a couple of the bowl games coming up this week, the NBA, our Knicks are on fire, but we start off with NFL, of course. Week 15, almost in the books, we'll predict Monday Night Football, but there's a lot of breaking news, and we'll start with Tyron Matthew. Of course we're going to get to Odell, but come on. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger badger. is done for the season, torn ACL, from a defense that's been the last four or five weeks, number one, only giving up 13 points a game, and they dominate the Eagles last night on Sunday Night Football. But my question for you is, with them being the potential two seed, and they host the Packers and then the Seahawks, does this affect their secondary and potentially what they can do defensively for the playoff run for the Arizona Cardinals? It does, but... You figure there's two more games. They'll get a bye. And so they have four weeks until the games really matter. And four weeks is a long time in the NFL. So it will affect them, but I think that they will be able to bounce back. Let's put it this way. If they don't go to the Super Bowl, it won't be because of the Tyron Matthew injury. See, I don't know. I mean, Jefferson and Powers and and – you know, maybe you say the day on Buchanan, you come back from linebacker and get back in the secondary. I don't know. That's really difficult because the kid could cover the nickel. He, you know, could cover as a safety. He's an amazing blitzer, a great tackler. He was on pace to potentially be defensive uh, player of the year in the NFL. And I think it's a huge hit. I really do. I, I just think the kid is special. And you think the Badger I, was going to be defensive player of the year? He's he's up in the running. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. You know, him, Josh Norman, a um, couple other cats, definitely. Yeah, he's he's that serious, you know. So, I you know, I, I tell you this, it's, it's really hard because he's, you know, this is his second time with the ACL. He had it two years ago. And this means this late in the season, he's going to miss the majority of next season. So you might hope he can get back by Thanksgiving. You're talking week 13, week 12. Yikes. I feel. I well, really feel. Well, unless he gets uh, some Adrian Peterson rehab program. Well, he's not going to make the start of the season. <laughs> He'll miss at least the first eight weeks, I would believe, maybe six. Goodness gracious. But anyway, look, the, 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 the Eagles are in trouble. We'll get to them and the Redskins and NFC East. But the news of the day is the NFC East, and it's Odell Beckham and Josh Norman. 
the 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 battle in Bayonne, you know, the battle in East Rutherford, it was colossal. And I think what almost takes away from Odell Beckham's one game suspension and or it almost takes away from the fourteen and 0 Panthers and what Cam Newton did, and we'll get into that in a second, is I, I think Coughlin, the refs you know, I, I feel like they have a piece in it because they could have stopped it. Tom Coughlin, to me, Ray, he should have taken him out. The fact that Coughlin said he didn't realize all three or four penalties were on him, that is absurd. And to me, that, that could be why he gets fired. If you're that unaware that your star player has gotten three or four penalties, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Sit the kid down. But then – you know, Trent Dilfer just said on, on Monday Night Countdown, you look at the All-22, and Josh Norman and the Panthers, they were, you know, ratcheting this guy. They were hitting him. They were dirty hits. They were late hits. The whole secondary was attacking him. They said pregame, you know, that they, you know, were going to hurt him. They, the, the, the Marcus Ball on the practice squad came up to him with the bat. They had to be separated. They're calling him gay, questioning his manhood, talking about his hair, all this different stuff. It got personal and ugly. You got Ray Lewis and Deion Sanders trying to get the two to meet and to squash the beef and to, you know, heal up everything. But uh, I want to ask you, should Josh Norman, we'll see if he gets fined. I'm sure he will. Should he be suspended as well, Ray? So all of the stuff that you just said is harder to prove or is harder to get a, a straight answer to. I'm just telling you what I saw on television and that's that Odell Beckham needed to be suspended. And you're right, it should have never got to the, gotten to this. It should have never escalated to this point. The refs did a very bad job. I mean, th- this wasn't happening yeah. on the sideline. This was happening in the middle of the field. <laughs> both guys should have gotten. And, and then they both, and this is the worst thing about football, is they both get 15-yard penalties, but they offset each other, so it doesn't even matter, right? Odell Beckham That's should have been thrown out of the game. Yeah. It, it was it was that out of control. Now, what precipitated that? And should so so the NFL handled Josh, uh, sorry Odell Beckham the right way, and I agree with what they did 100%. Should have been done earlier in the game. That's a whole other story. Now, should Norman also get uh, uh, suspended or fined? I don't know. Probably, if if what everybody's saying is right, and they were instigating, there were cheap shots, and you got to look at different angles and whatever. Then apparently he needs to too. But I just know what I saw. And I saw a guy that was literally out of control. And you can't tell me that this kind of stuff doesn't happen all the time. It's just how you retaliate is different. And in this case, some of the stuff that he did was not only did he retaliate, but he retaliated in plain view. You know what I mean? Usually you give some guy. Oh, no, he lost his mind, and he's very – look, he lost his mind, and he's very apologetic. He wants to make it right. He's a good kid. He's 23. He's the face, the new face of the NFL and of the Giants, you know. And but I, it's I, probably the first is, time something like this ever happened to him, where somebody, you know, eleven guys, like you say, were on a mission to stop him, and they were physically as talented and as strong and as big, if not bigger than he was. Right, and let's give Norman that credit, right? Yeah. Norman's good enough to to guard, you know. He was sticking Exactly. <laughs> in high school, he probably did his thing. And at LSU, he probably did his thing. So this is the first time that there was a concerted effort to shut him down. And they physically tried to, you know, intimidate him and to physically... But remember, in preseason, they were doing that to Odell in preseason, too, if you remember. People were being physical yeah. with him. 
I mean, it's really been since well, week one. Well, season you're there for, for, you know, you play the first game, you play a quarter. The second game, you play right, two right. quarters. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, not, it's not every single <clears throat> play of four right. quarters. Right, but I just think this was this went a little different, and I think it was because of the the prelude and the pregame. And, you know, Jay Glazer tweeted out the, 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 the guy ball having the bat, and then he, giving it to Josh, he gave the bat to Josh Norman. Josh Norman's walking around on the field pregame with a bat, tossing it. You know, they're saying we're going <laughs> to end your career i mean come on listen that that stuff to me that is so bush league that that shouldn't even be a factor but enough of that he's going to appeal it it won't get overturned and the giants probably just lost it because they're not being minnesota in minnesota without odell we all know this if they do then god bless them and it's a miracle you know it's a christmas miracle uh come whatever but i just don't think matter because both the redskins and the eagles control their destiny so the Giants need so much help to make the playoffs. Well, not too much. They need the Cowboys, right? Let's say if the Cow, let's say if the Cowboys beat the Redskins, and then let's say the Giants beat the Eagles, the Giants, you know, could win. Well, you also need the Eagles to beat the Redskins. Yes. Which could happen. It's in Philadelphia. Redskins. Listen, it's, we'll talk about. It. They're not the greatest home. But okay. But go back to this. Agreed that Cameron Jarrell Newton, five touchdowns, 300, what was the final tally? 360 or, oh my gosh, I got to look this up, 300-something yards, 100 yards rushing. The first person to do this in NFL history, Cam Newton, just signed, sealed, and delivered. He Stevie wondered the MVP because what this guy has done and what he did this season, what he's done each week, that final drive, Ray, I knew that the game was over when they left that much time on the clock. 100 yards rushing, five touchdown passes. Was it 300 and, oh, my gosh, 360 yards passing or something crazy like that? Are you, are you ready to give him MVP or what? Yeah, it, it, it's his – I mean, even if they sit him in week 17, which nowadays they, they might need to only because – the Panthers are starting, and if and if it turns out that Beckham is right, and Beckham, you know, was being, you know, like you say, bush league, and and uh, you know, they were bush oh, league. Three hundred forty yards, yeah, three forty, yeah. Then people are going to start to target Come. the Panthers, and they're going to start to target oh, uh, yeah. Cam Newton's the Panther, right? So and you see the shots he took last two games, Ray. Yeah, even you if know, they sit him in week hurting. 16 or he plays a half or a quarter or whatever, he he did enough. So he he can go 14 and 2. He can lose two games and still win the MVP right now. Yes, and I would I think you say that and we both say with the confidence of Funches, Olsen, Cotchery, Ginn, and Philly Brown. That's who he's been throwing to all season long. This guy is amazing. So we got the number one and number two seed kind of wrapped up with the Panthers and the Cardinals. I want to ask you this. Where is your confidence in the three seed Green Bay Packers when after the game, your boy Aaron Rodgers is questioning the offense, questioning it sounds like throwing the coaches under the bus, saying that this offense has no identity are you kind of where are you at with the Packers and who you know could have lost the Raiders thirty to twenty? Uh, 
do you think Rodgers is is right in saying that, or is he a loose cannon? He seems like he's off his game this year. I know Jordan Nelson's not there, but you know what I'm saying? He seems a little shaky this year. He does, but I got to tell you, he doesn't have players, especially on the offensive side, because we thought that, that the Packers were going to have trouble stopping the run, and that was going to be their biggest problem. The defense played fairly well, and, you know, Peppers is settled in, and Clay Matthews is now, you know, they move him inside, they move him outside. But the, the, the defense is fine. The problem is that you talk about doing more with less. Well, he doesn't quite have less, but nobody on his team has really stepped up offensively. His offensive line has been getting hurt. Now, he can't be upset about that. You know, people just get hurt. But he's had a weak offensive line, and his running backs haven't showed up to play. I mean, James Stark's last three, four weeks have been pretty good, but Eddie Lacy took the first half of the season off. Randall Cobb can't get open. Uh, they brought back James Jones, and he's decent, but, you know, his it's been revealed More why he's a third-string yeah. third receiver. You know what I mean? So Rodgers is probably thinking, like, I don't have a posse with me. I- I'm rolling solo here. So he's frustrated. And you know what? The, the Packers really don't have an identity. I mean, who are they? They don't really run the ball. They don't really have that explosive pass offense. They've been doing enough to win. But you look right, at Right, but if he say, says well, that. If he says that, what does he want it to be? Because to me, when he, if he says that and he's questioning, to me I feel like they threw, what, like 39 times. It feels like to me that he's inferring we need to run the ball more because I don't have Jordy Nelson. Is that, is that you know, what you think? Or yeah, he, I think, you know, I what, think he'd love yeah. nothing more than Eddie Lacy to step up the guy that we all thought he'd be in his third year out of Alabama. So, yeah, I think that Aaron Rodgers is smart enough to know that he doesn't need to have these gaudy Peyton Manning numbers in the regular season. Right. But they had 28 carries, right? 28 carries, but for a buck oh three. And, you know, that's between the, now, the Starks weather conditions and were all terrible, of them. So, yeah. it's a hard game. You know, Oakland is a, is a deceivingly good team. Their record may not show yeah. how good they are, no, but it was in terrible conditions. But I, I think it's more frustration in the whole year, right? They probably thought they were going to run away with the division, and now they're in a sort of a battle. They'll probably win it, but they're in sort of a battle with the Vikings. So I just feel like – they're disappointed in themselves, you know, to some degree, and it's just frustration. It's it's. Well, Minnesota has has very much to say about this because let's be honest, there's no guarantee the Packers are going to Arizona next week to win that game, and there's no guarantee that game week 17 at home that they beat Minnesota. So that game will be for the division because of, uh, the Packers lose and Minnesota beats the Giants this week. It's very much in play. Yeah, Green Bay, Minnesota is for the division week seventeen. No, you're absolutely right, and and maybe it's Aaron Rodgers' way of saying, you know, I need to light a fire under these guys. Yeah, and I think the Cardinals will be playing because there's still a shot that the Packers, if they won the last two and the Cardinals lost the last two, because they do play Seattle at home after that, that the Packers can move up to the two seed. Right. I believe so. You know, so they they really, you know, they they want to finish they want to finish strong. So sticking, let's you know, we'll stick with the NFC and then we'll get to the AFC. How impressed were you with again Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, two touchdowns, five touchdown passes, 
they win 30 to 13, take care of the, you know, hapless Cleveland Browns. Um, is Seattle now the most dangerous team in, in the NFC entering the playoffs, probably in that 4-5 matchup going to potentially Washington? Seattle's got to lick their chops, right? <laughs> sure. Seattle's got to lick their chops. And, you know, the thing is Seattle's not explosive, but they're just good. Well, they are now. Uh, <laughs> four and five, Well, they are now, yeah, I guess. Last five games, right? <laughs> four and five to start the season. But you looked at the NFC and you were like, Besides the Panthers, who frankly, again, you know, as good as they are and as and as well as they've played, you are at a third and five, and it's the fourth quarter, and where are you going? You're going to Greg Olson, and then you double team Greg Olson. You're going to Cam on a rollout. Well, Cam's throwing Cam? it. He's been throwing it everywhere. I mean, so I everybody know, but stepped has up. No hands, and I'm just saying. For a fourteen, think about it. Let, let me put it this way. Oh no! Definitely. Have you have you ever had <laughs> less confidence in a fourteen, in a 14 and zero team and to win the Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Usually, no, a fourteen it, and zero team, you're like, totally oh, God, they're like a they're like a five to one favorite to win the Super Bowl. You look at this Carolina Panther team, you're like, really? Um, I still have questions on their ability to execute. Second half, they're back, they're down, whatever. But you know, taking nothing away from them. So right. yeah, the, the Seattle Seahawks. Look, they're the only team aside from the Panthers right now that is playing their best football at this point in the season, and have been really for the from from that you know from the ninth game well, on. Well, Chiefs and Cardinals have both won eight in a row. So don't forget the Chiefs and Cardinals. Yeah, they both no, have that's won true. Eight in a row. I, but I just but. look at the Cardinals though, and I'm like, all right. So hopefully they didn't bang up. You know, your boy's finger is all right. Uh, yeah, but David Johnson know, looked great. David he was Johnson incredible. looked great. He's a rookie, but they lost Tyron He's Matthew. He's a beast. Yeah, so no, 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 definitely. But he, guy he, Tyron Matthew is, is a is a candidate. No, but if, look, but look the way this the way this guy David Johnson ran the ball. I mean, that right there is a game-changer for the pass-happy offense that they've been having if they could establish the run. And speaking of the run, this is good for the Seahawks to see Christian Michael 16 for 84, um, you know, hopefully holding it down until your boy Beast Mode comes back either week 17 or week one in the playoffs. You're hoping he can play week 17 because you don't want to just have throw him out there off the injury, you know, week one wild-card weekend. But – Russell Wilson, you know, we've talked about it off air. I mean, you're as impressed as anybody in the last couple of weeks. It's been on and on and on. But him and Cam Newton, you know, you just, you could easily say they've been the best two players in the league the last two weeks or last three weeks. 21 for 30, you know, he throws three touchdowns. He's not turning the ball over Russell Wilson. And another two touchdowns to Doug Baldwin. He's got 10 in the last four games, and away Seattle goes. I guess basically – you would agree, Washington at home, they could be beaten by Seattle. That's not even a question. Yeah, they'll be yeah. an underdog. I mean, the fact of the matter is they're, they're hosting the game because of a rule that you and I both want to change, that it's ridiculous definitely, that they'll be, definitely. you know, probably 8-8, eight and eight, and they're going to host a team that's going to have 10 or 11 wins. But let's give them their props. Captain Kirk. Cousins, you like that. You know you like that. 35 points. The Bills tried to come back in the second half, but it's too late. They they take care of them. Shady McCoy is done for the season. 
you know, uh, they're saying now week to week, but he's basically done. He's not going to play with an MCL sprain or whatever. And I think we can say that this will be the official start of the Kirk Cousins era. They'll cut RG3. He'll go to the Texans, the Saints, the Cowboys, or the Eagles, wherever, whatever he winds up. And I think the Kirk Cousins, maybe he gets, uh, what would you do, like a three-year deal, $10 million a year or something? Something small, not super big. You're not giving him $16, $17, million, right? How no. would you handle Kirk Cousins if you're the Redskins? Like maybe three, four-year option? Yeah, something like middle, that. Middle but, the range. To his defense, though, he's going to say, look, a starting quarterback in the NFL makes $15 million, and the elite ones make 20-something million. So yeah. he's going to want at least well, he's not elite, 15 but... to $18 million. Definitely not elite. So I don't know that you're going to They can't the let him go, though. They can't let him go. Because i got to say, he's earned my respect. I mean, Kirk Cousins, him and Jordan Reed yesterday, ridiculous. But this guy ran for a touchdown, threw for four. And, you know, he's been – his passing percentage is 69% this year. He's 22 for 28. He throws for, you know, three – what, 319. And now with Deshaun Jackson, the running game is starting to develop a little. Now, you know, messes up your fantasy. But now Alfred Morris is finally starting to show up. I guess they were holding him for the last couple of weeks of the season. <laughs> 84 yards. <laughs> 84 yards and 14 carries. But, I mean, be honest. Morris, Matt Jones, Deshaun Jackson – uh, your boy Jordan Reed, Pierre Garçon, they they've got some weapons, so they become and Jamison Crowder in the in the slot, they're really a threat. The Redskins offensively, do you trust them? Will they win the NFC East, Ray? Oh, you know what? I trust them more than I do the other two, so I'll say yes. The Giants have just been up and down, and then you take Odell Beckham off that team, and then Philly, who knows what's happening in Philly. And, and now you've know, got Philly. running back controversy again. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you. Dude. How did they not play Murray, though? Come on. Like, watching that last night, didn't you feel like Kelly was doing it on purpose? Like, it was just – and I hate what he says, oh, Deuce Staley decides the running back rotation. Whatever. You decide if the guy's going to play or not. I don't know. That was – it's just corny. Uh, I don't know what you feel. I think it's horrible. I think Murray is going to leave after this year if they can, he can get out of there. Yeah, I don't know that he can, though, because who's going to pay him the money? He's got a pretty sweet deal. That's why the Cowboys didn't want him. What are they paying him, like $70 million a year? Yeah. No, I know. Uh, well, listen, kudos to the Redskins. They're, they're you know, what, I think they finished 6-2 and two or 7-1 and one at home. They're not so great on the road. So the question is six and two. So the question is on the road: Could they, could they go go zero and two at Philly and at Dallas, or are those two teams so inept, starting Kellen Moore and you don't know what Sam Rafford's going to do day to day, week to week? Could they wrap it up Saturday, winning in Philadelphia on a on a Saturday game on the NFL Network? Yeah, that's I, it. I think I, they can. I think I, I think they get fired up and they wrap it up on Saturday because that way the game doesn't even matter. The the uh, the week seventeen game. Their you know 16th game of the season doesn't even matter. So the coaching staff, everybody is going to say, look, you know, let, let's just win this division right now. Let's put this season to an end. And I, I think they do go to Philly. I think they go to Link and take care of business. I'm telling you, yeah. this, this offense, like you said, is, is is pretty decent. The D's pretty good too. You know, if you think about no, it, Washington yeah. is if they play well on offense and they play well on defense, they're kind of like Oklahoma, you know, what you keep saying. They're balanced <laughs> on both sides of the ball. 
if they are playing at the top of their game, they're not a seven and seven team. They could be, you know, they could be a ten and, you know, a ten and four, ten and five team right now. No, it's very true. So let's go to the AFC. Ah, great game in the afternoon. Ah, I heard the thirty-four. Ah, I know you're Thirty-four twenty-seven. I'm texting Ray from the road on world traveling, and then I'm and I'm and I'm watching on the. Uh, Direct TV on a cell phone, getting charged crazy data minutes, bringing it up, looking at key moments of the game, listening on the radio. And I got to tell you, we spoke last week about the big three, Brown, Beckham, and Jones. I think right now we need one guy to stand up, and he did yesterday. In 18 targets, Antonio you can't guard me, Brown. Had 16, 16 I really said, can. receptions. And he is the number one receiver and poet on the MIC. Ray, I, I was so impressed because he didn't do this against the Colts or the Tennessee Titans. He did this against the Denver Broncos, against Tlaib and Harris, the, probably one of the best secondaries and maybe the best defense all around in the, in the AFC and or the whole league this year. That was impressive. They shut them down in the second half. Give Brock credit, him and Sanders and, and Bebe Thomas, they were doing it in the first half. And then I don't know what happened in the locker room in the second half. They came out and they were shook daddy. The Steelers, their first five possessions, they punted. Third down conversions were Nathan and then it was just a wrap. And you can't stop the Steeler offense. You're not gonna you could stop them a, a possession or two here and there. But they're too explosive, Ray. I mean, it's just incredible from Wheaton to, look, Big Ben, every week he's throwing up, you know, 300 yards here and this and that and four or five touchdowns. What what impresses you most? I like saying this to you. What impresses you most about my Pittsburgh mm-hmm. Steeler team? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I would say that it poise. I'd say it's the confidence, the inner confidence. You know, you can be down against a team that's got arguably the best defense, the best secondary in the NFL this year, and you didn't see panic anywhere on the Steelers. Ben did his thing. That's true. The receivers did their thing. The defense knew they had to play a little bit better, and they did in the second half. And that's why, you know, again, back to the whole Brock Osweiler, Peyton Manning, I, I don't think Peyton Manning loses that game, believe it or not, I, if he's up at the half. I don't know that he gets up at the half, right? But I think I think he's able to to make a few first downs to keep the clock running. I don't think he's healthy enough to ever be that guy again this year. Maybe next season. Maybe. He's in pain You might still. be right. You might he's be right. You, might you be don't right. heal but, from that with the, that fast. But your Steelers are very dangerous. Because 380 yards, Ray. This is a team that you can have them down and you can be ahead, and they're always in the game. They've got all the experience that you want, and they've got the explosiveness on offense. And I do think, though, that you can't just, and D'Angelo Williams, my guy, you know, Brown Sugar Bay, you can't take <laughs> Le'Veon Bell off a team and the team not suffer at some point. So I do think that ultimately not having Le'Veon Bell is going to come back to haunt you. So I don't think that you win a Super Bowl, but I got to say that, you know, 
the and it's too bad because one of those teams that's playing very well between the Steelers, the Jets, and the Chiefs, one of those teams not making the playoffs might be the Jets. Probably at eleven and five, the Jets. Yeah, yeah, or ten and six, eleven and but five. They yeah. could, look, but they're still alive, Ray, because they could actually peep this. The Broncos lose to Cincinnati and then lose Week Seventeen, which probably won't happen. But if they do, the Chiefs could win the division. The Jets could get the wild card, and the Broncos could be out. Imagine that if the Chargers ever beat That's the Broncos crazy. in Week 17, yeah. the Broncos but the would be Chargers out of the playoffs. So checked out. I mean, they played well, and that might be their last yeah, game. Danny Danny Woodhead, Woodhead, baby. So out. Yeah, he hadn't scored a touchdown in weeks, but he did big things. Yeah, yeah, that that was amazing. So looking still at the AFC picture, and it probably will be the odd man out. Will probably be the Jets. You know, the Steelers and Chiefs win that tiebreaker. Let's give KC some props. I mean, obviously we spoke about it eight in a row. It was no big feat beating Baltimore, you know, Jimmy Clausen and whatever. But I think, one, we see that Marcus Peters is the stud corner and defensive rookie of the year. Another, you know, interception, a pick six. The kid is a beast. The Chiefs are so opportunistic. Uh, Your boy Macklin is just on fire. Alex Smith, whoever they run the ball with, does well. It doesn't matter if it's West or where or this one or that one. Whoever has to step up, they do. That's your play, cousin. Uh, Do you trust them, though, as the five seed to who would be that four to go to – Who's the four spot? Denver? No, I mean, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. do you trust them no, to go the AFC, into Houston? It's going to be Houston. Yeah, it's going to be Houston. The same, oh, thing yeah. the, same thing as the NFC. It's going to be the team that so shouldn't the five, be a game. Yeah. Okay, so that's fair. I, 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 would, I think we both would pick KC all day, every day over Houston, and we'll get into that debacle of the AFC South in a minute. So KC could go from, you know, starting off, what, one and five? to then running the table, winning 10 in a row. Without go- Jamal Charles. That's the <laughs> I craziest know. Go- part. Wait, wait. And go to Houston, beat them, and then I guess we'd then have to go beat New England. And, the, you know, that would be, uh, you know, that's rough. But this is an impressive run by Andy Reid and his team. I mean, you got to, you know, you got to Eric Berry, and it's a great story all around. So you got to be happy for the Chiefs. I think Chiefs fans should be ecstatic with the way their season has turned around. Tell me your thoughts on how bad the, the Colt-Texan game was. And so the Texans will probably win the division, but they just said today Andrew Luck probably won't even play Week 17. He's ruled out for next week. Hasselback was getting killed out there. TJ Yates, another torn ACL that's sad, out for the season for another player in the NFL. And Brandon Wheaton, who threw the game-winning touchdown to, yes, Jalen Strong from ASU, the Sun Devils. Can you fathom that he left the Cowboys and now he's about to make the playoffs, be on the AFC South division champs, and play a home playoff game? Brandon Wheaton, really their fourth-string quarterback because they've gone through three and he's the fourth. I mean, tell me, tell no. me your thoughts. And, and is Chuck is Chuck going to lose his job, or should he? The way the Colts have been with the injuries and everything. I don't think so. I think that they have a, a, a several issues. One of them starts with player personnel. Andrew Luck. I'm still high on Andrew Luck. I still think he has all the tools and all the skills to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But oh, yeah. it's it's interesting that 
this time around in Indianapolis, they did not do what they did to Manning. Remember, they cut, they put the big blanket bear hug around Manning. They gave him as good an offensive line as they had in football, at least certainly a passing offensive line. They got him Edrin James. They got him Marvin Harrison. They got him Reggie Wayne. They got him Dallas Clark. So Peyton Manning, now he could always complain that the defense wasn't good enough, but they could say, but the GM could say, look, you know, Polian and those guys could say, look, we put all our money on offense, taking care of you. So when your best player is a quarterback, you got to surround him with first and foremost an offensive line. And then right, right. And they players. haven't done that. They've done the so outside the players, issue. though. It's got a ton of receivers. Well, it turns out that these receivers are, are, are pretty good, right? Yates, I mean, uh, Hilton and, and uh, Moncrief, and they brought Andre Johnson. And, you know, so they have two, two tight ends that can catch. But that, that offensive line, the defensive line, they've got some – I think they have some GM issues. So I don't think that you fire uh, your boy Pagano. I think he gets another chance, but I tell you what. You think they get rid of Grigson at the end? Yes, absolutely. Get rid of GM. You get rid of, you know, maybe uh, you make a you shake up on the defensive defensive coordinator, offensive line coach. I don't know, but but you 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 make some. What moves. if they go after David Shaw? Well, I, got I, th- David I don't Shaw. think they want to keep the coach. I hate to admit it. I don't think they want to keep the coach. Really. You oh, really? You've heard the rumors all season. They talked about it in the preseason, and they want to get rid of the guy. I mean, this is not. Any I mean, surprise. you know what it is. You know what it is. I hate to say it, but it's Bruce Arians' envy because they had both of them. <laughs> and then Bruce, Bruce goes is out to the Let's desert. No, no, and Bruce goes, and, and all due respect, right? Bruce goes out to the yeah. desert, does big things, and now he's turning around a franchise that was miserable. As a franchise, had that one, you know, obviously miracle seasons when they won and, you know, went all the way to Super Bowl and lost to, to your boy Twinkle Toes, Antonio Holmes, in the end zone. Um, but if you think about it, they're saying to themselves, wait a minute, you know, we could have had ourselves Bruce Arians <laughs> and we have Chuck Pagano instead. So I, I hear you. I, I think he gets another year, though, is the bottom line. I hope so, Ray. I, I truly hope so because I think he's one of the good guys and, and really uh, a solid uh, coach where you could criticize him, though, is, look, he's supposed to be the man on the defensive side of the ball, and their defense just can't do anything. So, you know, that's where, you know, you're going to probably come after him a bit and he's going to get ripped a little, you know, and I, I don't know if yeah. it's fair or not, but – that's just, you know, that's just how it is. I mean, they've paid a little bit for the secondary, and Vontae Davis and, you know, and, and Butler and some of the guys. So, you know, the, he's he's going to take some criticism, and maybe maybe he's not really good at helping to develop the quarterback. You know, maybe his poor judgment in getting Pep Hamilton, who was too confusing with the plays, I don't know. I mean, because Luck, luck, you know, luck and Pep were together. And then, you know, so I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. So the AFC is pretty solid. You know, we spoke about the Jets, you know, give them credit for their win. They gritted out a one, a good game on Saturday against the Cowboys. I guess, you know, the Jets, the one thing you can say is that defense travels and they, they have to play Buffalo and New England. And, you know, the only way they have a shot is to, you know, to win out, to keep it going. And, 
I don't know if the Jets can do that. You know, they play, uh, what is it? They play at New England this weekend, right? And then they play against Buffalo, at Buffalo, to end the season. So the AFC, you know, might be pretty much set as well, except that we don't know the sort of KC-Denver factor, and then we don't know, you know, seeds two and three, Cincinnati. And and look, this week, Monday Night Football, next week, Cincinnati and Denver play each other. The question is, A.J. McCarron, we got to give him his props. He beat up on the Niners, but he played solid, did what he had to do, distributed, played point guard. But can he go win in Denver on Monday Night Football primetime against Brock or Payton? That's the question, Ray. Yeah, and it's too bad that this conference is being affected, at least right now, the two, three seeds are being affected by backup Injuries. quarterbacks, right? Injuries, backup quarterbacks, but you know what? KC has to deal with them and did it in a great way. Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh, in a great way. This has been a horrible season. Injuries. Think about every team. What? Tell me what team? Packers, Seahawks, Panthers, Benjamin. I mean, every team has had injuries. Cardinals now. Everybody. There's not. I can't think of one team that's going into the playoffs completely healthy. Maybe the Vikings, and I don't even know if they're completely healthy. So everybody's right, been hit this year. Patriots too. At their major skill positions, uh, skill position you players. Know? Yeah. I mean, so but anyway, we give the Patriots, you know, credit. They did what they had to do. Bengals did their thing. Minnesota took care of the Bears. Um, obviously, Mariota, he's done for the season. Strained his MCL, which happened back at Oregon. So we wish him well. He had a great rookie year, Ray. We hope you know he's going to be okay. Um, were you surprised that your <laughs> Rays Falcons finally got a win? They took care of the Jags, eliminated the Jags from the playoffs, from the division. I felt bad for Jacksonville, Ray. I really wanted them to be still alive. You know that, right? Yeah, that's a good team. I mean, you got to figure like them, yeah. they'll be back next year. That offense is pretty explosive. I mean, it it pains me a little bit to see them go out. You know, the, the game they get eliminated, they only score 17 points. you got to yeah. figure, you know, this team's been so explosive offensively, and if they won that game, it could have gotten very interesting in, you know, in their division in the AFC South. But good season so far, 6-9. and nine, you got to oh, – sorry, 5-9. and nine, got to figure if they split the next two, they'll go 6-10. and 10. They'll still get a great draft pick, and they've got a young – studly future in that whole offensive unit that they have there. And then the Falcons, seven and seven, it's almost like, why do you guys want to win now? Just get a you know, get a better draft pick. Um to annoy you know. <laughs> the Falcons fans. Yeah, yeah. I, if I'm a Falcon fan, I want them to go seven and nine, not nine and seven. That could be the difference between what, the tenth or eighth pick going all the way to the fourteenth pick. Do you know what I mean? Like just let's yeah. let's go ahead and get a a better, you know, and I don't know what I, I guess. First off, you got to go offensive line because that line to me is is not good. But you know, you easily could say, you know what, they need another receiver, they need a tight end, they need, you know, they need a lot of different things. They need pass rush. I mean, I, I don't know in the rebuilding. And and look, they played. They, they probably are going to have a better record than either one of us would have said or predicted. I don't even think either one of us had they said had you know that they'd be seven and nine. So I think even now sure. if they lose out, it's a better season. So let's get to Monday night, man. I'm gonna let you take a, a snap at it first. Detroit and New Orleans. 
Oh, Ray, go ahead. <laughs> What's your pick for Monday Night Football? Both teams are so disappointing. Both teams have talent, have stars, have had playoff success in the future, but it all, the wheels fell off. So whenever the wheels fall off, you go with the home team. I got to think the Saints are just a little bit better, and the Lions, they have to make some decisions on Calvin Johnson, on Matthew Stafford, on that offense, on the defense. They let some big-time defenders go. Uh, Ziggy Ansah was a great, you know, draft pick, but yeah, obviously they they had Sue and Fairley, and and that line now looks totally different. I'm going to say New Orleans wins the game. They just persevere at home. They control the clock. That short passing game by Drew Brees. I think they win 30 to 23 in kind of a ho hum game. I'll say Drew Brees. I'll say spreads the ball around. He gets it to his receivers. Uh, Ingram does a little bit to get them some first downs, but I like Drew Brees. Three touchdowns and 280. I can't disagree with anything you said. I'll just say I think we're starting to hear the rumbling. Sean Payton could very easily be the next coach of the New York Giants next year, whether it's for a draft pick or whatever. Just watch out for that. Maybe the Dolphins, maybe Detroit itself could try to get them. But I, I don't know if Sean Payton's going to stay in New Orleans. I think they win tonight. I think, you know, at home, Drew Brees, you can't figure out Detroit week to week. I mean, they could wind up showing up and then it'd be like a, you know, 21 20 game. But I'll, I'll take the Saints. I'll take them 27 27 21. And um, I'll say Breeze gets three touchdowns, 280, no picks, and uh, they, they, they do their business, Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks. And I'll say Breeze, you know, he's the player of the game, three, no picks, three touchdowns, 280. So we got to go talk some hoops. We'll go to the NBA, and then we'll go to college football, uh, college basketball, and end with the college football. Ray, our Knicks. And I guess we got to talk about the Warriors because they're still winning and doing their thing. And they almost lost that game to the Bucks, right, the other night? And the Bucks yes, have been talking did. smack. What they do you think off. about the Bucks, though? Talking a little smack there. You know what? I like it. I like it. You know, what are you going to say? Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to go let you steamroll over me? By the way, yeah. the Bay Area fans were mad funny. Did you see when the <laughs> – The 10 and 18 shirts? Yes. <laughs> right, that's a lot. Can I tell you? Because you know what it is? Because they had the 24 and 1 shirts in Milwaukee. Yes, so that's where that beef exactly. came from. So that's funny. You know, I think, you know, and your boy Clay Thompson came out and said he's the best shooting guard in the NBA. And I'm starting to wonder if you, you can't debate that anymore more in the sense that he, when he has to be forced to sort of help out and score, I don't want to say be forced, but he can put it in the basket. But, he, you know, you can't compare. Harden plays no defense, and Clay really plays great defense. He's probably the best all-around defender on the Warriors team, and he's sort of their stopper, their go-to guy. And then Jimmy Butler's right up there playing offense and defense as well. I think – I'm I'm starting to lose the lackluster. You know, I feel lackluster about James Harden right now. I love his offensive game, but I just, you know, he did so much last year. But they're still at the seventh seed, and I I don't know, right? But anyway, so the Warriors are still doing their thing, 26 and one. Spurs are still up there in second. OKC, okay, the Clippers look like they're starting to win some more. 
Are you in the corner of trading, Howard, or do you want to just ride it out? What are your thoughts on sort of to keep to keep Howard or to trade Howard? That is the question. Because he's probably going to opt out. Do you care if you lose him in the off season? You know, how do you feel? I, I don't about understand. That? Akeem Olajuwon is there, and he, somebody should get in his head. The question is, are you really better off without Dwight Howard? I mean, they were last year. <laughs> I guess the way they I like to play, they don't even utilize him though. That's see, that's what I'm saying. So it's sort of like. For how you want to play, does he? Re- I mean, look, they're fourteen and fourteen now. You know, maybe they move up to the fifth seed. They're not having a great start of the season. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a thought. I, I mean, it's just the rumors out there, and I, you know, the things are twirling. I'm more interested in, you know, right now. Listen, we spoke about it the last show or the show before with Anthony Donahue. We were talking about them maybe going five in a row. Well, right now they won four in a row. They're playing Orlando Magic now. Our New York Knicks are one of the hottest teams in the NBA. You got to be pretty hyped up about it. You know, like it's not going to be an easy game tonight. They're already down what six points at home to Orlando because you know the Magic are up and coming. But big win against the Bulls. They handled the Sixers. Are you uh, how you how you thinking about the New York Knicks right now? You know what. Again, playing for next season because, you know, I'm not sure they get the eighth seed, but they're starting to win. They're starting to create a little identity for themselves. They need better point guard play. We talked about this with Anthony Donahue. Um, but at all in all, coming off a 17-win season, you got to like this. you got to like the fact that Kristaps Porzingis is going to be the, the heir apparent, right, the transition. Maybe in two, three years, Melo transitions to him, and he's the guy. Uh, what a great pickup. You know, you need a little bit more. You're getting, you're getting you know, you know who the, who's really impressed me is Aaron Aflalo. Solid, solid oh, he's player so in solid, Denver. Yeah. Solid player in Orlando. And you know what? He's exactly what we need on those nights when Carmelo's tired in the fourth quarter because he carried the team. He's a two-way player, Aflalo. And he can get and you a shot floor, yeah. and win you a game. Yeah. So and we're fourteen impressed. and fourteen. Knicks have the same record as the Rockets. Go figure that. <laughs> Not bad. The East. Is, Not let me tell you something. All. The East is the East overall has a better winning percentage than the West. And head to head, they've been beating the West. You know, the Knicks are what nine, ten, eleven. They're fourteen and fourteen. The eleven seed, fourteen and fourteen, is seven seed in the West. That's pretty right. interesting, right? That's uh, that's you wouldn't have thought that before the season, you know. I, I, I like to I like to hear that, and and let's be glad to say on Christmas Day we'll be able to see Kyrie. He came back. The Cavs are they're looking good. They're kind of on a nice little roll. I think uh, Christmas could be fun for the NBA again. Eighteen and seven, Cavs are looking good. I think they might have something for the Warriors. Everybody stays healthy. You heard about Shumper delivering his baby, right? You know, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, in the bathtub, right? (laughs) He used the headphones cords to cut the umbilical. This kid's kids, that's George Dutch for you. Or it was Smith. It was J.R. Smith, no? No. Iman Shumper. Iman Shumper. Okay. I knew it was one of them. Married to the R&B singer, um, something Taylor, Tiana Taylor. Yeah. Shump did it, baby. Used uh, Used the headphone cords to cut the umbilical. That's Georgia Tech. 
Come on, you gotta give him some props, yo. Georgia intellect, I like technology, man. I like that, yo. He said, "I got the headphones. I like to rap. My wife sings. I got the headphones, and we're gonna make it happen." I'm, you know, brought his daughter into the world. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I I gotta give him a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. You want to go? Let's, I think we should talk college hoops. There's not much else right now. The NBA is, you know, I mean, everybody's doing their thing. I think Charlotte's going to beat Houston tonight if Houston. I don't know. Talk to me because you were there this weekend. Let's let's talk college yeah, hoops. So let's break it down up. for me. I was top twenty-five. Yeah, I was there at the Garden. Ah, uh, sorry, at um, at the Garden we had an upset. We had uh, Duke uh-huh. losing, and yeah. I was at the Barclays Center, and I saw a Carolina team playing without Meeks, but yet still had too much talent, too much size for UCLA. a decent UCLA team, but ultimately... They're pretty good. They've some yeah, good wins. Yeah, secondary break that Carolina has, Bryce Johnson at 25, Jackson, and, 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 you know, the rest of the front court Justin was Jackson's good, and then great. Marcus Page, too much. I was going to say, how was Page in person? Good, is Paige good. to you, you know, does he look like an NBA player? That's the question I would say in person. I think he's an NBA role player. I think he comes okay. off the bench, he scores. Is he Wayne Ellington? Pure. He's better than Wayne Ellington a little bit? A little bit better than Wayne? I think he's a little better than Wayne. Wayne is a two-guard who's a little small and can't really create his own shot. I think Marcus Page can create his own shot. I would like to see his yeah. pure point guard skills get a little bit sharper, but I think he's good. I think he's good. I think I think he can score, he can shoot, and that'll help him in the NBA because the NBA has become just a wide-open game. For shooting. And then yeah. in, the second, in the second game, Kentucky, I, I keep saying this, and, and I don't know what the year is that it's going to happen, but playing three freshmen, he's got to come back to haunt you at some point, right? You can't keep doing it, but Cal does it. But I will say that this team kind of lacks an identity and a star because the the kid Scar Labissier is nice and he, he he's he's tall and yeah, but athletic. they say he's too nice. They say he's a really sweet Haitian kid and he needs a little nasty. Right, he they might he need a little, little yeah, might need a little Rex Chapman in him. But <laughs> he's good. But you know, if if your best player is Alex Poitras who is just an amazing athlete, but he's not, you know, he's not in the caliber of a DeMarcus Cousins or a, you know, uh, all the other guys that they've had, you know, Anthony Davis. And, and well, they the want Murray and Briscoe to be their best players eventually, and I sure, think they probably will be, yeah. They will be, but you know what? It, it, it may happen in March, but it's not happening in December yet. Uh, and they play Louisville really this week game. coming up. Yeah, Murray had a really good game, and he was shooting them in the second half, keeping them in the game. But, you know, Tyler Ulysses Ohio State is too small. Much. Yeah, and, and yeah, Ohio, no. you know what it was? I don't know that Ohio State is too much every game. But they just started just off with such a lead. Exactly, exactly. 31-17, they just couldn't come back from the lead. So that was that was ultimately what happened. They dug themselves too big a hole, and they couldn't get out of it. And then yeah, you know, well, we had so many upsets, though. You know, we had four of the top ten go down. So we had Purdue, Purdue go lost. down, we had Duke go down, Iowa State go down, and Kentucky go down. So four, five, seven, and nine. I think it's wonderful. And, you know, I like the Utah team. Um, you know, good for 
you know, Purdue, you know, I mean, good for Butler, playing well. Um, and now Providence is, you know, they're playing tonight. They're in the top ten. So, basically, you, you, you've got Michigan State at one, Kansas at two, Oklahoma at three. So, the Big 12 is strong. Maryland right there at four. So, you're, the first four is, you know, Big 10, Big 12, which is kind of fascinating because you always say you can't believe Maryland's in the Big Ten. But then Virginia at five, six, Xavier, Carolina seven, Arizona eight. You got ACC twice, yeah. Yeah, Butler nine, and then Providence at ten. So look at Providence and Butler. I believe, aren't they both in the ACC? I mean the AAC? Yeah. I think they're in the same conference, and Iowa State dropped down to uh, 11 and Kentucky at 12. So it's going to be – remember, I I said this a couple weeks ago, I really think you could go – and look, here's Duke at 15. You could go all the way down to 15, and when we get to the tournament, those top 15 teams basically, you know, one through four seeds, I think everybody could have a shot to win it if they get on a roll. So even Louisville. Louisville would be the last fourth seed at 16. So, you know, what I, mean? I think it's going to be that type of open season. I don't feel like we've got a dominant Kentucky or Wisconsin like last year. So it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's an open season. I do I think agree with teams that. Like even a, Michigan State, I'm not that – I don't no, look at no. Michigan State and I'm not blown away when they get off the block. I can't wait you know for I mean? Maryland they, they're to play them, yeah. No, they're no, they teams, are, but, but they're not intimidating by any stretch. Did you hear Izzo? Izzo and Jason Kidd both need surgery. So Jason Kidd with the hip, and I forgot what Izzo needs, but I think he's having surgery too. So a lot of coaches, um, you know, Roy Williams has got you know hip problems, and you know people don't realize it's not it's taxing uh, coaching uh, as well for some of these guys. And now obviously Jason Kidd played in the league forever, but um, you know you wish him well with the hip. Listen, I'm happy with my Terps. Number four, Mellow Trimble, I'm telling you, Stone my who man, came my from Milwaukee. Mello. You know, Diamond Stone, you got Trimble. Uh, I think Maryland is, is a real threat this year. And Virginia, they took down Villanova. Remember, we talked about that. And look at look look at here. Look at here. It was a high-scoring game. That was the part that I, was so that was so I know. I was, I, I, I was I actually was going to text you about that one, but that was kind of funny because where you thought it could be defensive, like, you know, you get a little explosion and give the, give Virginia credit. I think they can play multiple styles this year. You know, I, I think they're, you know, nine and one and, uh, and this Xavier team, right? 11 and 0. This is the first time in team history they've gone 11 and 0. So it's great to see. And I think college hoops is going to heat up. We've got some good games this week. And look, after the bowl games, everything sort of changes. So let's just finish up the show with some college football. Obviously, we'll be back Thursday, a little Christmas Eve show. And we can get into, you know, the Christmas basketball games and week 16 of the NFL. Not so many great college football games in the next couple of days. You know, when we get back Thursday, there will be some more. But um, I don't know. Anything stand out to you? That, you know, obviously uh, Toledo against Temple should be a good game. Temple's a ranked team. You expect an upset there, or do you think Temple and, – and, and Toledo was ranked no, during I the season. Temple, so. I think Temple takes care of business. Uh, you know, looking at some of these games – Who's your Who's your upset? I, I don't know. I mean, these are some. I, I tell you this: Utah State. Why Why are you acting all Aggie? is gonna beat Akron. Oh my school? no! <laughs> you serious? 
that's right, baby. Six, on six. six is like they're barely full eligible. You bet, wait, wait. You better have respect for my Utah State team. Come on now. Yeah. So, I mean, USU. But, at the famous, <laughs> can, can I just be down with the famous yeah, Idaho the famous. Potato Bowl? <laughs> Come on, you got to love that. In well, this Boise. should be fun for the fans. How about this one? Northern Illinois against Boise State. That's going to be a. That's going to be some points. Yeah, I'll tell you that right there. That should be good. That's that on Wednesday, (laughs) and then Thursday we got some games. Uh, We'll obviously talk about the games after the the Thursday matchup. We got some games over the weekend, but here's here's what I'm saying. They just played the Mormon battle. BYU played Utah in the Holy War in the Royal Purple Las Vegas Bowl. Isn't it ironic that the Mormons went to Las Vegas, right? I see a lot of Mormon churches in Vegas, though. But Utah took care of business. But how weird was this game? Did you see Utah jumped out Mm -hmm. 35 to nothing in the first quarter? And you were like, okay, when you're up 35 to nothing – in a bowl game on a neutral field, you're probably thinking, all right, we're at 99%, you know, we're going to win this game. But slowly but surely, BYU. But not in the Holy War, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But BYU came back and made it interesting. Utah held on. But BYU scored 28 unanswered and made it, you know, made it worthwhile <laughs> watching. All right. And you know what's going to be fun on Thursday? I might, it might come on before we get on, but Indiana Duke. That's going to be a sneaky good game. I think both these teams, they had rougher schedules and didn't do fare so well in their conference. But That's later, though. That's, both... that's on Saturday. That's on Saturday over the weekend. So we'll be able to preview oh, that is it, is it Saturday? Oh, okay, yes, yes, that yeah. is Saturday. Okay, so we'll be able to talk about that one. All right, good. And then Miami plays Saturday, yeah. So it'll, yeah, it'll be fun. I, <clears throat> I think it'll definitely be fun. Uh, tonight should be good. This week in college hoops should be fun. You know, you got you got. Oh wait, in, in baseball, did you hear the the the? Oh man, who was the rumor they were talking about? Um, uh, Cespedes, Where's your boy Cespedes. Uh, they were. Oh gosh, I missed it. I saw I saw it, and I was thinking, but I saw that the players went down to Cuba, and they really. Oh man, the Cuban kids and everything were eating up our Kershaw. And, you know, having all the, you know, Cuban players come back home, Abreu. So I thought that was really good. You know, it's good yeah, to see. Yeah, I think see. baseball does a good job with that. You know yeah. what was interesting, oh, though, I gotta is the, national, the Nationals are now giving up on the whole uh, Brandon Phillips deal, which I thought would be good for both teams, but he has a full no trade, so he was able to block that transaction from happening. Oh, yeah. Too bad. I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to the Nationals? Seems like a great opportunity. Play in D.C., play, you know, play with that pitching staff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I don't surprised. know what Phillips is thinking. So, yeah. it's the Baltimore Orioles. How about that? Oh, so they're that not they going to get Chris Davis United. instead, you they, I Yes. And it's so funny because we had David, uh, our boy on, um, Dave Sims, and the Mariners have made the most – They've. Do you realize they had like I think they've made like eight or six or seven trades. They have turned over their roster, the Mariners, like forty percent. They've signed six players. They've got some waiver claims, trades. They have I think out of twenty, I think they have eleven new players. 
So let's see what happens with the Mariners, you know, and uh, these winter meetings. So Cespedes could be a Christmas gift to Baltimore under the tree. That would be a nice little bow. And it would be better if they can keep Davis and get Cespedes. Oh, my. Then so. they'd be Harvey's wall bangers. Then they'd be the What about our Yankees? Not doing nothing. I mean, this is uh, getting kind of. Castro was a good pickup. We talked about that, but yeah, yeah, everybody expected Yankees to be more active than they are. Well, anyway, great show. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll be back to talk some serious sports and preview Week 16 your fantasy football championships, which I'm definitely not in. Maybe in one random league somewhere. I need Drew Brees but, uh, to give me some points, and then I'll be in the championship. Oh, Ray okay. So, yeah, yeah, Ray and Tay. You, you're, you, you got a shot to win it? I have a shot to win it, yeah. I just need a few points from Drew Brees, and I should be good. Okay. Look at Ray trying to get in the championship. Great show, and uh, have have a great uh, week. You know, people getting ready to travel for the holidays, so be safe out there. And, uh Thanks for listening and talking sports with friends. We're out. Peace. See you Thursday.